Hey, good morning. Welcome to our daily time together in Acts. Well, I guess it's really more of our reflection. We just happen to have been in Acts for a, for a good long while now. So we, we're more than halfway done with Acts. You know, um, we're now moving into Paul's ministry uh, with the Gentiles in Europe. Uh, you know, uh, Friday, we, we saw Paul get the Macedonian vision and I go over to Macedonia to help the Christians there. And so now we're going to see uh, Paul's ministry uh, there uh, in Macedonia. So we're going to pick up today in chapter 15, starting in verse 11, reading through verse 15. This is chapter 16, chapter 16, verse 11 through verse 16. We set sail from Troas. Notice, um, you, you may have noticed this recently that uh, the, 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 the pronouns have shifted to we. So at this point, Luke, uh, the author of the book of Acts, is with um, Paul and Silas and Timothy. So we, Luke is an eyewitness to all that's happening now. So you that that you see that now that Luke is now active. He's not named, but he is. He we know that Luke wrote it, and we know that he's now saying we. So that means that Luke is now with um, Paul and um, and his team as they do mini, mini, uh, missionary efforts. So Acts. 16, um, verse 11. We set trail from, sail from Troas and took a straight course to Simothrace the following day to, to Nepolis, and from there to Philippi, which is the leading city of the district of Macedonia in a Roman colony. We remained in the city for, several, for, some, for some days. On the Sabbath day, we went outside the gate by the river where we supposed there was a place of, place of prayer. We sat down and spoke to the women who had gathered there. A certain woman named Lydia, a worshiper of God, was listening to us. She was from the city of Thyatira, a dealer in purple cloth. The Lord opened her heart to listen eagerly to what was said by Paul. When she and her household were baptized, she urged us, saying, If you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come and stay at my home. And she prevailed upon us. So they're now in the city of Philippi, which um, you remember there's Caesarea Philippi, which is a town in a, uh, a town in uh, um, Israel, uh, to where Jesus uh, told um, told his disciples that the gates of hell will not triumph against the church. Um, so now they're in Philippi. We named it's a Roman city, Roman colony named Philippi or Philip rather. Um, so and notice if you if you remember, we've seen Paul minister to the, to to uh, the Jewish believers, and he followed a similar pattern um, while ministering in Jewish communities, even among those who were. Uh, Gentile, but we're familiar with Judaism. So what does he do here on the Sabbath day? That means the traditional day of worship for the Jewish people. We went outside the gate by the river where we supposed there was a place of prayer. And we sat down and spoke to the women who had gathered there. So in the past, they would go to the synagogue. They would go to the synagogue and would begin the ministry there. And so you saw it in various towns thus far. They would go to the synagogue and they would speak and then they would have people riled up against them and they'd be forced out of town and so on and so forth. Here, there is no synagogue. This is a whole new environment and a whole new situation. This is completely different from everything they've done before. So now, instead of going to what was the center of the religious life of the Jewish people, the synagogue, they go to where they suppose there to be a place of prayer by the river. Paul is studying uh, the Gentile culture and knows that in most of these places, there would have been um, a place of prayer close to the river. So they say, let's go here. And if we go to this place of prayer, we may find some people who, as it calls Lydia, uh, a worshiper of God. 
and they will have a religious inclination. And perhaps there we can talk about uh, the true God of the universe. You're going to see Paul's, you're going to see Paul's methodology shift to going instead of being that ministry founded upon the, the, the synagogue and the Old Testament and things such as this. Paul doesn't do that here. He finds this place here and Lydia is converted. Lydia becomes a Christian. She's the first believer in Philippi and she will be a leader of the church in Philippi. She will be a leading uh, Christian in this part of the world. So Paul goes here and he encounters her where she is and helps her learn of Jesus. My first church job um, was in 1990. Hold on, let me, let me make sure I'm telling you right. 1997. Now, I graduated MC in 98. So my first church job was um, the fall of 97 when I was a senior, when I started the ministry. And uh, I was youth pastor at a little Baptist church out from Pilachi. Concord Baptist Church. If you know anything about Highway 43 going through that part of the world, uh, you go past a little cross community called Crossroads. You go past Crossroads, and then you're going to take a left on the, on the, on the Concord Church Road. And uh, Concord Road, I think it is. And Concord Church, is, Baptist Church is right down the road. And it was a wonderful experience. People were good to me. I really, I really learned a lot uh, about ministry, uh, my time there. And I was so lucky, so lucky. To, to work with an older pastor, Brother Tommy Mays. Brother Tommy was such a good pastor and a good first mentor of mine. And, and Brother Tommy said something at that point that stuck with me and that I've tried to, to live out in my ministry ever since. And he said, Andy, our job is to meet them where they are and get them where they need to be. And I've always loved that. Our job as preachers, our job as ministers, our job as Christians is to meet people where they are and get them where they need to be, or, or I guess another way to put it is to get them where God needs them to be. We don't meet anybody, we don't meet anyone a finished product, do we? We meet them where they are, on their terms, in their space, in their situation. And we help them learn Jesus. And we help them grow. We help them be faithful. It's of no value are use for us when we meet someone who doesn't know Jesus to expect them to act like somebody who does know Jesus. I, I, I say this before. When I do, um, when I do um, revivals, I've said this at camp meetings and other places, I've said um, that we have to ask ourselves do we really believe that Jesus makes a difference? And if we really believe that Jesus makes a difference, we cannot expect those who don't know Jesus to act like those who do know Jesus. Our job is to meet them where they are and get them where they need to be. Paul does this perfectly with Lydia's day. Paul does this perfectly with Lydia's day. He meets her where she is. He meets her at the river. He doesn't say, hey, what are you doing worshiping at this river? What are you doing praying here? You should be at the synagogue. You should be here. You should be there. No, Paul meets her where she is. He uses her desire to know who God is. He understands that she is seeking truth. So he uses 
this desire she has for truth to say, hey, you want to know truth? You want to, you want to know who God really is? Well, let me tell you. And then he tells her about Jesus. He shares the gospel with her. And then it says, it says this, um, when she and her entire household were baptized. In other words, she got saved and baptized, but her whole household got saved and baptized. Now there goes from being no Christians in Philippi to an entire household who's a Christian. And a, a household with resources. She was a dealer in purple fabrics. That means she had some, some wealth and some resources. God has now placed the right person in Paul's life to build this church there. God has now placed the right person in Paul's life to build this church there. And it all started with the move of the Holy Spirit, leading Paul to go to the river. But then Paul met Lydia where she was and helped her go to where God needed her to be. I think that's a, I think that's a, it's a great lesson for us today, y'all, in our lives. God meets us where we are and helps us to get what we need to be. And likewise, we should do the same for others. We should meet them where they are in their imperfections, in their weaknesses, in their struggles, in their lack of faith sometimes, and love them where they are, but help them to get to where they need to be. In the Wesleyan tradition, we call that sanctification. Christian growth. We're called to help people grow in grace daily through the means of grace. So today, it's a great mission for you. If you're not, if you're not where you ought to be, that's okay. Just keep walking faithfully to where God's calling you. And likewise, let's do our very best to meet folks where they are in their imperfection, their weaknesses. Let's point them to Jesus. Let's tell them about Jesus. And we know that when we do that, when we do that, Jesus will be glorified. When we lift him up, he'll draw all men to himself. So today, let's meet folks where they are. Let's meet them where they are. Let's help them get where they need to be. Okay, thanks for watching our, our listening to our time together today. Tomorrow, we're going to pick up with, uh, as it goes for our friend Paul, it doesn't always go well. So um, today, we're going to read, tomorrow, we're going to read about the Philippian jailer. Another great story of scripture. So uh, thanks for being with us. Have a great day.